So obviously we all know that our relationship with money is important, yet somehow we barely talk about it. I mean, we can chat about our bad dates, toxic work leaks, sex life, bikini access, but when it comes to money, suddenly it's too suddenly, personal. It's too suddenly. personal. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia, an accredited investment representative in Canada, the founder of I Adapt You Academy, and your host of this brand new podcast series, In Her Wallet. As you can probably guess by the name, here we talk about all things money, but with a female touch to it. Yes, you heard that right. No boring financial jargon, no overwhelming financial data and no monotonous speeches by financial gurus that put you to sleep. This show is here to make the subject of money and investing sexy and exciting, something that you will actually want to talk about with your girlfriends next time you're grabbing a drink. In Her Wallet is here to give you actionable advice that will put you in control of your money and not the other way around. My friends, Without further ado, I'm so excited to welcome you to the very first episode of our show. I'm beyond grateful to have you join us. Whether you're driving, running on a treadmill, or walking your dog, I want you to smile and give yourself credit for taking the time out of your busy day to tune in and better your relationship with money. I promise you, this will go a long way. So, obviously, we all know that our relationship with money is important, yet somehow we barely talk about it. I mean, we can chat about our bad dates, toxic work leaks, sex life, bikini access, but when it comes to money, suddenly it's too personal. So, today I want to start with a clean slate and take a step towards normalizing conversations about money. Because once we actually feel more confident discussing this subject as women, we get to embrace our own fears and aspirations. We get to share our financial achievements with each other, whether that's a $50 deposit into your savings account or buying a stock next time you get paid. By talking about it, we take control over our finances rather than feel fear towards it. And that, my ladies, is empowering in every way. So this is how it's gonna go today. I will start off by sharing three major reasons why money rarely comes up in our conversations with each other. I never gave it a thought myself until I started doing market research for the e-learning platform I'm building, I adapt you. But to be honest, it was absolutely fascinating to hear women over and over again repeat the same reasons. At what point I even thought to myself, wait a second, because we don't talk about money, we don't realize we all share the same feelings. And this is exactly why we ourselves hold the power to change that. So to say the least, I'm very excited to share these findings with you. And once we go over that, I want to introduce you to the five questions that are designed to help you have a healthier and more powerful relationship with money. 
In fact, I heard these questions on Jay Shetty's podcast, which was focused on deepening your personal relationship with a partner, family member, or anyone you care about. So once I discussed them with my partner, um, I was like, where else can I apply? Why don't I apply to my personal finance? And it worked magic for me. So far that I've been doing it now as part of my monthly financial wellness routine. So I really want to share it with you because I truly believe, based on my personal experience, that answers to these questions hold the power to improve your confidence when it comes to personal finance. And hopefully that will be the first step in the direction of taking the money talk outside of your home and making it more fun and exciting with your girlfriends, perhaps. What's more, as Jay himself says, relationships that have vulnerability actually bring people closer together. Talking about the subject of money, which is seen as an intimate topic by many, can bring you closer to your friends and family and can deepen your relationship with them. I'm excited to share these actionable steps with you guys. So make sure to make notes, write your favorite quotes from the episode down, perhaps even take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. I would love it if you could tag my personal page and I adapt your page. That being said, let's dive in. So the first finding from my focus group research as to why women don't talk about money is because we feel like we need to be experts in finance in order to do that. Majority of us feel scared to say the wrong thing or are afraid to ask simple questions that will make us look dumb. And I kid you not, over 90% of women in my survey feel this way. And just as a disclaimer, I interviewed 400 women ages 18 to 35, meaning 360 out of 400 women don't feel comfortable talking about money for the lack of knowledge. Holy! Did you know, though, that it's been only 160 years since the time a woman has been officially given the right to bank under her own name, regardless of her marital status, meaning she could finally have her checking and savings account at which to make payments. Oh my God, I can't believe it. What's more, listen to this. It took them another 110 years before women were finally granted rights to have credit cards. And that, my ladies, was just about 48 years ago. Just think about this number. So what I'm trying to say is that we can't expect ourselves to be experts in this field. Realistically, we are all newbies and we do crazy things with money and often make mistakes. That is simply because we're all new to this game and we learn as we grow. Honey, you can't be hard on yourself for being an infant at a concept that was introduced less than 50 years ago. Come on, give yourself some credit. So the second reason why we perhaps avoid money in our conversations is because we feel ashamed of our experiences with it. And I'm sure many of you can relate and project this onto your own life and experiences with money, such as student debt, unpaid bills, relying on your parents' financial support, and so on. But let me explain what I mean with a personal example. When I graduated university, I went on to work for a wealth management company. It came with everything a recent grad desires a prestigious industry, grand reputation, well-known name, but 
a salary kick to it. First year of my career was fine. All of my friends were just starting out as well, so our salaries were par. Then, after the first year, people started getting promoted and getting raises. For me, it was the time to get my professional license and take the next step, now that I've proved that I'm a good fit for this. Many would think that once you become more qualified, your salary would increase. But in wealth management industry, it works a bit different. And that's probably a very good example, by the way, for those who are considering this career path for themselves. So in wealth management, as you start managing clients, your salary, in fact, goes down and you start getting compensation in form of commission for bringing in new assets. As a rookie, though, you can hardly rely on this income as it's not so stable. So here I was. While my friends were getting six-digit salaries, I, in fact, was taking a hit while trying to maintain the same level of financial responsibilities as before. And I was simply paying dues for the path that I chose. I knew it was temporary, and in fact it was, but at that time, it was hard to accept the financial differences that were emerging. So what I'm trying to say with my example is that, yes, money can be a source of stress and anxiety, and talking about it can seem like a visit to a dentist or one of those awkward blind dates you can't wait to escape from. But what I learned from it is that being silent on this topic doesn't help either. Yes, perhaps you might not feel comfortable talking about your money situation with a friend who makes two times more. But again, being silent doesn't help either. On the contrary, you dig yourself a rabbit hole that eats away from you. Talking about money, even if it's just a one-on-one with yourself, opens room for opportunities in improvement. We'll talk about this more closely in a bit. So let's move on to the final reason why we women don't talk about money. From the women I spoke to during my market research, such phrases as It doesn't come up in conversations with my girlfriends. Or I generally talk about finance with my husband, father or brother. Came up a lot as a reason. And this might be due to the fact that we're just not used to talking about something that is stereotypically rooted in a man's world. After all, I think this is a generational pattern because back in the day, women never made money, so they never talked about it. Times change though, and we need to change with it too, because our lack of discussion around money can actually serve as a disadvantage to us. When we're not used to talking about money, we may then lack the confidence or skills to talk about it in a professional sense. For example, when asking for a promotion or negotiating a salary. Girl, you gotta get that race to buy a new pair of Amina Mahdi shoes or go on uh, one of those, the case you've been seeing on TikToks. Listen, it all comes down to one thing. If women don't feel comfortable asking for more money at work as men do so, then we of course will end up being paid less for the same job because we simply didn't ask. And this is where the gender pay gap comes into play. Now, that wraps up my three key findings as to why women rarely have conversations around money. I would love for you to send me a message and let me know if you agree with what I've highlighted or if you have other reasons why you don't like talking about money. Now, The part I'm really excited about, uncovering the five questions that are designed to help you have a healthier, 
and more powerful relationship with money. My goal here is to give you actionable advice and it will only be accomplished if you implement these questions into your life. Let's go. Question number one is, what am I doing right with my finances that I should do more of? At the core of it, this question is designed to boost your own self-esteem and your confidence about your money habits. When you answer this question, I want you to remember what was it that you did or have been consistently doing this year, month, week, or day that is good for your overall financial well-being. It can be something as small as reading a book on money or canceling a subscription you don't really use or as big as starting a side hustle and getting onto the new level of income you really wished for a long time. For me, one of the things I've been practicing this year is printing out my card statements at the end of each month and going over my expenses. I would normally categorize them in groups and highlight them in different colors. So I try to make it more fun and exciting for myself. Working on your personal finances, let's all agree, oftentimes feels lonely and like no one is cheering on you. So spend this time recognizing your effort and give yourself credit for it. Once you identify these good actions you've been doing, see whether there is room for more, such as increasing the amounts of deposits into your emergency fund or setting up credit card auto payments. In this scenario, you are not able to come up with anything positive in your behavior towards your personal finance, which is also possible and there is nothing to be ashamed of. Just use this moment as an opportunity to recognize that and see what can be improved in your existing routine. Moving on, question number two is what should I do less of when it comes to my money? As you can see, this question is the opposite of the first one, yet it's also designed to help you improve. Here, I want you to think of the patterns you've been noticing in your behavior but haven't given enough effort to stop. For example, you know that scrolling through TikTok before bad usually ends up with you pulling out your credit card to buy something you won't be using in two weeks because it happens several times and you know that. Are you guilty? I might be, or perhaps saying yes to a dinner outing with girlfriends when you know that it will put your card statement $100 behind. When you acknowledge these patterns, I want you to remember something we all talked about just a second ago. Money is a new concept for the majority of us, so mistakes are just normal. Owning up to what you know can be improved is your first step towards financial independence. So questions one and two are done. Let's move on to the next one. What is it about my finances that makes me feel confident? The point of this question is to deepen your confidence in achieving bigger financial goals you set for yourself. Because once you know the parts of your personal finances that bring you feelings of confidence that you know you have achieved in the past and maybe have been able to replicate again and again, you automatically wire your brain to go after your bigger desires simply because you know you now believe in yourself more than you did just a second ago when you heard that question. 
A personal example for me in terms of how my finances make me feel confident is having an account with saved money that I know I can rely on if anything major happens. When an emergency occurs, I don't feel as stressed because I know I have the means to address the problem. And if that happens, I take the money out and work on building it back to the total I had in there before to maintain that level of safety that it gives me. Question number four is, what is it about finances that makes me feel anxious? And here, the list can probably go very long for many of us. But I want you to focus on, let's say, the next three to five years. Let's not overwhelm ourselves. There's already too much drama happening in the world. So maybe for you, it's paying off your student loans or preparing financially to have a baby. Really, think about one large item that makes you feel uncomfortable or gives you anxiety. Allow yourself to be vulnerable in this moment, to gain clarity as to why you feel this way. Because once you are aware of it, once you know what is this one priority item you know you need to work towards, you will notice how you can prioritize your actions around it. And soon it will not be so scary and uncomfortable anymore. Now, the fifth question, and I will be honest, it's probably the toughest one, but also the most exciting one. And it goes as follows. Am I going in the direction I want to go? This is a question you need to do a bit more brainstorming on. And the answer might not come to you right away. And that is okay. The whole point here is to understand that you have a vision and you're not just moving by default set uh, to you by the society perhaps. If you have a friend you trust, opening up a safe room for discussion on this subject can be a great idea for conversation. Just think about what you want to achieve with money as a tool. Are you going in the right direction with your actions today? Make it fun and get excited about what money can do for you and what you can achieve for yourself and your family with it as a tool. So these were the three things stopping women from talking about money and the five questions to change that. If you got all the way to this point, thank you so much. If you have any questions on money or investing that's been giving you shivers or if you want to share your money challenges and know how to overcome them, follow the link in the podcast description and leave me a voicemail. I will make sure to highlight it and give you answers in the episodes to come. With that said, I hope you have a fantastic morning, day or evening wherever you're listening this. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Stay tuned, my friends, and see you next time.